hello again, listeners, and welcome back to Equity Unpacked. I'm your host, Amy Reback from the Stock Plan Services team at Charles Schwab. In the past episodes of our show, we've addressed supporting the long-term financial needs of participants from the perspective of both the plan administrator and the participant, and I'd like to build on that in our time together today. Now, we know that participants really should engage in a personal financial plan to make the most of their equity comp. And any financial plan worth its salt will also address how to protect it. So today I'll be covering the three most common scenarios where participants and investors are at risk of losing the wealth they've worked so hard to gain. And those three things are concentrated positions, that's the most obvious one, being underinsured, not uninsured, but underinsured. And the third is both the most difficult to address and the most overlooked risk. And that's the need to have really difficult or realistic conversations with some of your family members. So let's do the easy one first, accumulating a concentrated position. This one's pretty well recognized, so I'll be pretty brief here. When you amass a large concentrated position in any one stock, it creates a single point of failure in your portfolio. It's like putting all your eggs in one basket. Asset allocation or diversification in your investments or your equity comp is the cure. And all you really have to do is pay attention to it every once in a while. Now, if you intended to create a large holding for some reason, just do your research and be aware of the risks. Number two is being underinsured. When was the last time you reviewed your insurance coverage? And is it enough to shield you from financial ruin? When you have assets, such as equity comp, you also have liabilities. They go hand in hand. And that means you are at risk of losing them. Insurance, by definition, is just a means of transferring the risk of those liabilities, ergo protecting your assets from legal actions as a result of harm to others that you somehow created or are found to be liable for. Did you know that the most common liability coverage for auto insurance for individuals is about $250,000? Now, I want you to tally up the total value of your assets, your home, real estate, vehicles, valuable investment, and those investments include your equity compensation. Is the total more than $250,000? If that's your level of coverage and your assets are worth more, then insurance is not going to cover the whole bill if you end up being liable for something, and you'll end up having to liquidate investments, maybe have your wages garnished, or even have a lien placed against your holdings until you've met that obligation. Now, additionally, most people have homeowner's insurance as well, and that's a great start, but if you haven't evaluated your coverage lately, you probably don't have an umbrella policy to cover losses that don't fall under homeowners or auto insurance or just are beyond your coverage. A solid financial plan will always recommend a periodic review of your insurance to make sure you're adequately insured to protect your assets. Now, number three, and this is the really tough one. Number three is the need to have difficult conversations with your family members, with those you support or are responsible for. And, you know, first and foremost, it's the right thing to do for your family and your community. I think we all know that. But it's also a really important means to protect your financial future. That's really hard to talk about. I mean, this is, this is really tough stuff. But I know it's probably a really familiar situation to our audience So let me frame this in just a little bit of a a different way, just to give you some perspective. So let's say you have a 15-year-old. They're learning to drive, and they've got their permit. Basically, it says, you are not licensed to drive. It's just provisional, and there's a lot of restrictions. 
Now let's say you go out of town for a few days and your 15-year-old decides to go for a drive without an adult. Let's say that 15-year-old then causes an accident, completely unintentional, right? And there's others in that accident that are gravely injured. Now I want you to think about what you would do. How do you handle this situation with your teenager? What would be your reaction? Do you just not say anything because it's uncomfortable or it's a hard conversation? Or do you give them a pretty serious reprimand, you know, maybe ground them without devices until they're 30 and make it really clear that their actions were so completely irresponsible and negligent and, you know, they became a detriment to themselves and clearly to other people in your community. Now, I'm guessing that with your 15-year-old, it's the latter. Having a teen driver and weathering the risks that go along with it is not for the faint of heart. But as parents, we know ultimately we're liable for the actions of our children. So this one's, it's just really the obvious example. Now let's talk about the seemingly hidden risk or the one that's often overlooked. Let's take the same exact scenario, play it all the way out to the accident where you cause grave injury to other people. But in this case, The driver is an elderly parent or a family member or someone you're responsible for. Maybe you know they shouldn't be driving, whether that's been recommended by medical authority or not. An accident ensues and there's significant harm that's done. Which approach would you take with them? That's where the really tough stuff comes in. We all reprimand our teenagers, right? We all expect to have those learning lessons, but what about our own parents or the people that taught us those lessons? And I know for myself, very often I've avoided that. I don't know that you should really be driving anymore or doing this on your own. It's really tough to approach that because making the transition from you know a child to a parent of your parents is really, really hard. And most of us put it off because we just don't know what to say and we don't want to take anything away from them. And on the financial advisor side, I've heard every excuse from, well, she passed her driver's license, or the doctor didn't say she couldn't drive. But if you're responsible for that person and their welfare, and you know based on your own experience that they really shouldn't be driving, avoiding that conversation or not taking action could create a pretty significant risk to the safety of your community, of your family member, and to your own financial future. Now that scenario, again, could happen from a 15-year-old or it could be an elderly parent, but we don't tend to address it directly when it comes to a parent. Now, I'm going to be clear here. I am not an attorney. I don't pretend to be one, but I will share a scenario from my own experience that I'm currently watching unfold right in front of me. So here's the backstory. There's a sweet little elderly woman. She's been experiencing some noticeable mental capacity and physical limitation issues. And her family's just, they're well aware of her struggles. She's got a current driver's license and no medical authority has suggested that she shouldn't be driving. She helps out at her son's small business and she's there one Saturday morning and decided she was pretty tired, so she has to go home. Super busy day in the shop. Her son couldn't spare the time to drive her. Home is really close by and the weather's completely clear, so he just says, you know what, Mom? Here, here's the keys. Take my truck and drive yourself home. So he hands her the keys and she leaves. Ten minutes earlier, a dear, dear friend of ours was out training for an Ironman, riding his bicycle to prepare for an upcoming race. He passes the aforementioned shop and proceeds riding out on this beautiful, wide-open country road. Weather's perfectly clear, beautiful day for training. And five minutes after the woman leaves her son's business, she hit a cyclist with that truck. She shouldn't have been driving, 
but she was given permission to do so by her son. She never even saw the cyclist and never even hit the brakes. She was traveling at 65 miles an hour, and that cyclist did not survive. Now, you're probably putting together by now that the cyclist she hit and killed was that dear friend of ours. And I've watched this legal battle that this situation left behind unfold over the last, you know, 10 months. And this was just... It was just a chain of unintentionally poor decisions that literally any of us could have made. And it ended in tragedy for the community. It, it ended in devastation for both of those families and this ongoing legal battle that's likely going to result in financial ruin for the family of this frail and vulnerable woman who asked the first responders upon arriving, why did he let me drive? This kind of tragedy could just as easily been caused by an inexperienced teen driver, but we know, we know that that's a risk. We see it. And very few of us recognize the risk presented by our aging family members, but it's just as real and even more likely to happen. So whether it's a teenager who's maybe not quite as responsible or maybe a little absent-minded or an elderly parent, avoiding that you really shouldn't be driving, at least on your own or anymore, conversation has in this case resulted in wrongful death litigation, not against the elderly mother who was driving the vehicle, but against the son as a defendant for negligence. So here's the point. You can work your whole life to build a comfortable nest egg. For our spas, our audience out here, whether you're a participant or an administrator, you can grant all the equity or earn all the equity that you deserve or that you are given. You take part in your community, you make all the right decisions along the way, but when you get to this really tough transitional generational point where you're, you know, on one hand you're raising kids and sending them off to college and trying to parent your own family members or people you're responsible for, making those decisions on what they should or shouldn't do, no matter which end of the age spectrum they're at, you're making a decision one way or the other. You're either choosing to ignore it or to address it. And when we choose to ignore it and allow folks that maybe aren't quite as capable, young or old, to do things on their own, you're no longer bearing the risk of their actions. You're creating it. Now, depending on any of your state laws, any of us could be liable for negligence in these situations, and no one is emotionally prepared to handle such an awful outcome. But are you financially prepared? The best way to avoid it in the first place is to recognize the risk Recognize that someone in your scope of responsibility shouldn't be doing something on their own, particularly driving, where the stakes are pretty high. Now, we owe it all to our communities and to each other to do the right thing. And just to, if you just stop and take all the titles and subjects away from it and just ask yourself in any situation, do I want to build a future or do I want to build a tower of risk? Okay, that was super uplifting, right? I mean... I'm really sorry for being a downer today, everybody, but I know this is an applicable scenario for so many of our listeners, for our spas, our participants, and our peers, and I just had to raise the flag and create some awareness. We help people build wealth through equity. Shouldn't we also help them avoid creating unnecessary risks that could sweep it away? Tragedies happen, and there are plenty of scenarios where nothing, and I mean nothing we could have done, could have prevented them. But we owe it to ourselves, our families, our communities, and our own financial futures to prevent the ones we can. 
Sometimes that means reducing a concentrated position or being adequately insured. Sometimes it means making really, really tough decisions. Let's care enough about each other to prevent the rack and ruin that could be lurking in the depths of indecision. So thanks for joining us on our slightly unusual journey today. And I hope you learned a little something you can consider for the emotional and financial futures of your participants, your friends, and your family. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Be brave and safe, safe travels, everyone. For important disclosures, see the show notes or visit schwab.com slash equity unpack.